Yes, yes, yes. It's today Afcon 2021, <laughs> and today on our episode, we will be talking about yet another interesting group stage opening match. Talking about group S. Mm-hmm. Tunisia, Mali. And of course, as you all know, I'm not gonna be alone. But before I introduce our guest, listen to this backspot from a Nigerian still on the Egypt Nigeria match. I'll be right back. I'm Mario Perry Prince. I reside in Benin City, Edo State, Nigeria. How I felt about the match between the spiders of Nigeria versus the fairies of Egypt. Well, I would, I would like to say, for the first time in a very, very long time, I sat to watch the spiders play and can say I enjoyed watching football. Yes, in a very, very long time, I have not seen the spiders play good football. When when I mean it's not just about the the, um, the scores, but seeing them really playing football, playing football like they are giants of Africa, playing football like they are professional footballers, and uh, I am very very glad for the <coughs> swift action by the NFF um, for relieving Gennaro of his duty and appointing. I've always liked that man because he's one of our um, home base coach that has actually impressed me why they all have their, their issues, their flaws, but I believe he will do well with this team. And most importantly, first I was attracted by the creativity in the formation he applied. Shows that he was statically analyzing his opponents. Pharaoh being Pharaohs of Egypt being an attacking team, and they had <coughs> power. Like they had somebody, a key man who happens to be uh, Mohammed Salah, and they were able to tame him. Though from the beginning of the game, if you follow the game, you would realize that. It, did, it didn't seem like the Pharaoh of Egypt were confident coming to win survival. It seemed like they already had um, a little doubts about themselves because from the beginning of the game they were defensive, they were the defensive side and talking and they were capitalized on it. It was just a beautiful sight to be seeing survival once again playing with. A, a top rival at that good team like uh, Egypt and they were top of their game. They were actually pressing them. We had a lot of chances uh, that could have been converted to goals but well it was still a good one. 1-0 one is a win. That's three points in the bag and we are top of the group. Now some of the things I'd like to uh, point out is the fact that I think I had a little disturbance about uh, Chukwese, who was playing from the right flank. 
as well as Moses Simon who did brilliantly well but I had some challenges with his deliveries the crosses were either too much or were not um, getting to where it ought to go to and simply because Chukweze was not always at his position per se which happened to be the right wing and the right flank whenever the ball crosses the Eighteen box to the other side. There is nobody to receive it or to return it. I think I think that's an issue they need to check. Then one important thing is they should not feel too comfortable. Super Eagles should not feel comfortable. Oh yeah, we have three points. Too much uh, to go. If we are able to win the next one, uh, we've qualified. Yes, but they shouldn't underrate anybody. They shouldn't play like yes we are we are doing well uh, we oppressed egypt egypt is a big team and we oppressed no, no 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 that's not it in tournaments like this sometimes it's even the big teams that you expect to give you issues are the ones that will never give you issues it's the, those in quote underdogs they're the ones that will give you issues and we have Two other teams to play. We'll be playing Sudan Saturday. Expect the Spiders to come with their full force and play brilliantly well against them. I wish them good luck. Spiders. Welcome back guys, welcome back to our episode. I feel like I'm on the radio right now. <laughs> I don't know about you, so like I said earlier, I'm not alone in this cause right now. It's the opinions on the AFCOM 2021. And today I have yet another ace analyst all the way from the city of peace in Tarazin talking about just plateau states. Yeah, I have none other than Peter Ibe. Welcome, Peter, to the show. Okay, Peter, so um, looking at the Group F opening game between Tunisia and Mali, what were your expectations before the match? I mean, before the match, not during the match right now. Peter Iben is my name. Um, I'm happy to be here. My expectation before the Tunisia Mali game was just like every other fan to sit and watch good football just as we know of African teams play North African team being more technical and the West African teams being more physical and it lived up to the expectation because we saw that from the both side at one point the Swissian team were technical showed their technicality while the Malian team did their own part playing their physical game from the midfield I, I was full of expectation to see how Hannibal met the Manchester United prodigy who was on the bench in one of the Manchester United matches late last season would fare on making his debut in the Afghan and the 18-year-old lived up to expectation. Also, Hamadou Haidara, the Red Bull Leipzig midfielder, making his debut in the Afghan for Mali lived up to expectation. He played like a prime syndicator who also was the captain of the Mali national team. 
Okay, Peter, so the match was shrouded with a lot of controversies and blunders, majorly from the center referee who flaunted some basic matches because if you get to see the match, you'd see that he ended the match at first at the 85th minute, which was laughable. Do you think it was an honest mistake or rather a honest mistake? Um, because a lot of people were saying that, well, it's a mistake. For me, it was a laughable mistake. I mean, you can't have such a blunder in a continental match. And not forgetting that this same issue occurred with this same official way back in 2017. What's your take? Starting it, then ending it even before 90 minutes at 89 minutes 40 70 seconds, about where he blew the final issue for the second time. The first excuse he gave for playing the final issue was that during the water break, he forgot to stop his watch and he is the center referee. A little mistake from him that what he was supposed to forget was a very, very costly one, causing the death for his already. Bad career. Remember, 2017-2018 he was suspended because of corruption charges. Now, giving a pardon to officiating a game like this to save his career is what he end up doing. To me, a straight red card for the referee, leaving the tournament and never to officiate again. So, do you think the controversial penalties awarded by the referee was you know, necessary and needed, knowing that one of the penalties was actually not a penalty? Because um, if you follow the match closely, the VAR clearly dismissed one of the call in later made that it wasn't a penalty and all that. I don't know what to say about Cesar Kwe. I don't know if I pronounced his name correctly. But this was a major blunder. What's your take? Yes, even with the VAR, the final clause still was to be center referee. And this time, one of his calls for the penalty was a disaster. Well, we'll see he's human and prone to mistakes. But this mistake is one far too disastrous one that he made for his already dented career. He would have done better either look for a brilliant way to wave it off or one of those things. Very, very bad officiating he had to do. So tell me, Peter, who was your star player of the match and why? I was very impressed with Amadou Aydara. I will keep calling him Amadou Aydara. I have been following him right from his time at Red Bull Salzburg of Austria before he got transferred to Red Bull Leipzig in the German Bundesliga. A very good season he had under his belt in this ongoing season in the German Bundesliga. And for him to transfer club form to country, he's one very good thing he did. Reminds me of Prime Sergio Keita, who 
played for FC Barcelona and Imagine National Team. His display today was a kind of similar display to that of Mr. Didi in the middle of the park of Nigeria National Team. Going forward, I see this young lad playing and taking this outcome by the horn and showing his quality. I really can't stop talking about the stoppage time. I mean, it was a record 89 minutes and 40 seconds when he stopped the match. And the other three minutes stoppage time was bypassed, putting the players and their technical crew at a loss of what to do. I mean, it's understandable that he forgot to stop his watch during the water break and all my concern is do we see a sanction coming in for him knowing that he was suspended back in 2017 for a similar reason i mean i don't know i hope not to see him in other matches what's your i mean what's your opinion on that Definitely there's a sanction already for him if he hasn't been given one yet. If, if I was to be head of ethics or referee body in calf, first thing I'll do is to send him packing. He has to go back to his country and look for a different career other than referee. Because what he just did today gets to show that his punishment for the 2017-2018 corruption charge hasn't left him. So he will definitely be suspended and given sanctions. Thank you for coming in on the show and thank you for doing the review and analysis alongside with me, Peter. It's a pleasure to always have you. There you have it, guys. Until I bring you yet another episode, don't forget to drop your comments and contribution. And also, you can follow us on our social media platforms on Twitter, on Instagram, and TikTok at the Sports Talkative. Yes, the Sports Talkative. And you can drop your contributions and comments as well on our email address at the Sports Talkative.gmail.com. And also, you can give us your contribution via voice notes on WhatsApp at plus two three four seven zero. Six six nine four eight seven seven eight, and we will be sure that your opinions are heard in this Afcon 2021. Until I bring you yet another scintillating episode, remember to stay spotty and do lots of exercise. And that's it for me, all the way from the city of Benin, Nigeria. See you on the other side of our next episode. The Spurs Talkative loves you. Mwah.